So I have had my test results back. Oh, have you? Did you pass? I have proved <laughs> negative for COVID <laughs> and positive for for utter wimpiness. Yes, it's a new strain. It's very dangerous. You've always had that, though. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, doing that test was horrible. <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah, I can't bear all that, you know, sticking stuff down your throat and waggling it about. Oh, I was a complete wimp over it. <laughs> well, it's quite possible together. there was nothing to test, actually. <laughs> I just sort of waved the thing around <laughs> anyway i'm negative so on with the show great welcome everybody to episode 145 of the mid-faith crisis podcast my name is nick page and i'm joined by joe davis i'm impressed you can remember yeah, we are, and that was fantastic. Wow, wasn't it? That was that was that was the best intro for well, certainly this year. Um, so well done. Yeah, good. <laughs> A good almost, decade. I'd it's have almost said. like you know what you're doing. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Let's start with a big thank you, can we? Yes. To all the lovely listeners who posted comments on Facebook, uh, nice things, which you won't have read because you're not on Facebook, of course. Mm. Uh, but believe me when I say there was about 38, 39 comments. And which is interesting when you've only got 17 I know. listeners. It's, it's, so... People must have commented twice, is all yeah. I can say. Yes, exactly. That's very kind of them. Thank you it very is much. Very yeah, kind. We, we do apologise for missing no, last it was, week. It was a bit but, shoddy um, all round. Um, just one of those things, really. Anyway, so how, how are you? Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, I, I, I think I had a, a genuine experience of fatigue which I wouldn't have had in my life before. I mean, I, you know, I was all, you know, had had the jab and a bit of a sore arm, but think, no, I got away with this. It's fine. And then about four days afterwards, it was, I just, I couldn't, honestly, I was so tired. I couldn't move. Mm. It was awful. In fact, it gave me a lot of compassion for people that have, you know, ME and stuff like that. I mean, it's just awful, mm. just awful. So yeah, uh, last week was a really difficult week. And then I just uh, started to recoup a bit of energy this week. So there we go, a mm. bit of a reaction to the old uh, vaccine, for which I'm very thankful, and yet strangely still feel bad that I've got it when I can't help thinking other more deserving. Well, it, but we've had that conversation. I know, but yeah, isn't the vaccine amazing? Isn't it when you think mm. about it, that somehow we're in a country whose response to COVID has been at the same time... Yes. <laughs> ...utter pants. <laughs> yeah. And overwhelmingly brilliant. Yes, some respect. Yes, you know, like the creation has, of the vaccine yeah. and the delivery of 10 million people inoculated so far, yeah. I think vaccinated rather. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible. Yeah, at the same time, we've got this enormous death rate and we're... Yeah, you know, open borders. Into, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're just yeah. being hopeless in so many other respects. There you are. It's not a either or, is it? You praise be, where praise is due. Yeah. You can be rubbish and great at the exactly. same time. Yes, indeed. So, um, so the, yeah, that was the story. That's, I mean, obviously, I'm doing quite a few COVID funerals, which is hard. Some people our sort of age as well, which is mm. a bit sobering and difficult. And, uh, yeah, it's difficult. But I tell you what's good. I, I had a meeting with another lovely home group in Nottingham. Fantastic. In fact, I think I may have met, and I can't, you know, reveal too much now, but a potential interviewee, one of the dear ladies there has um 
has done a thesis on how our words about the divine, uh, how they can or pos- how they do affect our behaviour, in fact. So, you know, you know, it's that thing about, you know, if you see God as angry and judgmental, does it mm, make you angry mm, in general? Mm. Do you see God as loving and nurturing? Does that affect you? So she's done a bit of research into it. And that sounds really good. Um, I'm sorry, I'm slightly distracted because I found a chunk of marmalade on my headphones. No, that's quite all right. I don't I mean, know how that got there. <laughs> it's very anyway, random. That's carry on. Do tell me if I'm boring you. <laughs> oh, no, there's, there's not much. Yeah, I would never stop. I don't, I you know, I, I, watched, I, I watched a film called Greed with Steve mm. Coogan, who's basically playing uh, Sir Philip Green. Uh, it's an interesting film. It will make you angry. Um, mm. but, uh, but it was worth a watch, I thought, actually. Quite interesting. Kind of fictitious ending, which was uh, pleasing in a way. But there we are. Um, and that's about it. Really, I thought. Oh, well, Sir Tom, uh, Sir, Sir, Sir Tom, Captain Moore? Sir Tom, Captain yes. Sir Tom, yeah. So um, that was sad. I mean, I'm really interested just just how he's really touched the nation, you know, and just just reflecting on what a timely moment, you know, what things mm. came together in time to make him the sort of massive celebrity and as and fundraising success uh, that he was. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I often think, you know, the people I do funerals for. They're very like him in a lot of respects. They've served their nation. They were kind. They were loyal. They had this love of their family and the country. But, you know, they didn't raise 30 million, so they won't get statues or anything made for them. Mm, um, but mm. I, I'm not saying in any way it's wrong for Sir Captain Sir Tom Mortu. But, you, you know, I, I just think, you know, these people are brilliant. Their lives are great. They're fantastic stories. And um, it's, it's really been nice to see just so much how much this lovely old boy has touched a nation, really. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, obviously, there's a sort of synchronicity thing about it and the, the time and the place and, you know, the yeah. moment kind of thing. But I do think it's also about how how you keep going, isn't it? It's also, yeah. about, you know, yeah. the fact is, in his 100th year, he decided to do something. It didn't matter what it was. And it wouldn't Brilliant. have changed things... You no. know, it had had no one taken any notice, it would still have been a great thing to do. Absolutely. You know, if he'd only so raised a tenner. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of inspirational in that sense. It that is. The, the, the last year of his life was remarkable. Mm. Um, yeah, so brilliant. I think that's, yeah. Well, that's great. something for us both to look forward to, I think. A really in, good last year. Yeah. A really good last year. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, speaking of that, how are you? Uh, I am pretty wiped out, really. I'm, yeah. I'm still not. You know, I, I what you were describing really. Oh, I am so tired. It's a shock, and I don't know it? what it is. I'm kind of annoyed in a way that the test was negative, not because yeah. not because I want to have COVID in any way. No, of course not. Shape or form, but at least it would have given it some shape as to what's what I've mm. got. But I just feel I just feel exhausted most of the time. Yeah, uh, and horrible. I think it's I think it's this um this uh, uh you know this kind of like environment that we're in is is like not conducive to sort of snapping out of that because it's it's sort of emotionally and spiritually and and meteorologically <laughs> sort of dull <laughs> yes, isn't it everywhere absolutely so it really is yeah i don't feel there's any incentive to get less tired at the moment <laughs> i know what you mean it, it may be that i've developed into a hibernating <laughs> animal and that actually yeah. what i should have been doing is hibernating since about november exactly yeah so I feel a bit knackered, really. I don't really know why. And I'm sure it's nothing major, but you know, there you yeah. go. Uh, been yeah. watching lots. Of, I've been watching lots of films and TV. I, yeah. I'm loving uh, Wonder Vision. 
What's which that? Which is just... Uh, it's the TV series of... Uh, spin out of the Avengers, Wanda and Vision. Oh, is it? And it's really weird. Okay. And bizarre and quirky and strange. And, okay. And... Because it sort of starts reimagining the whole thing as a 1960s American sitcom. Okay. All and right. then a, a 19, oh, 1950s one, then a 1960s one, 1970s one. It's really... It's really odd. But what it, what's great about it is it shows what you can do if you are brave and you have a lot of money. Okay. You know, like a lot of corporations have a lot of money and they have a success yeah. story, but they don't do anything particularly brave with the characters yeah. or the stuff they've got. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Marvel, I do think... They kind of thought, oh, let's just do this. Brilliant. And it's really weird and brave. Anyway, so I'm really, I'm really enjoying that. And I finally watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh yes. What did you think? Well, again, what can you do if you're brave? It's amazing. yes, exactly. It, it what a unusual um, way to tell a story. Yeah. I mean, to do an mm. out and out comedy, mm. and so many quotable lines. I love it. I think it shot mm. straight into one of my favourite films ever. It's mm. just. You know, yeah. when you when you get his little friend going, uh, mm. it's not a good time to be a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As everything's falling down yeah, around him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really it's, bad time because it got really mixed reviews. People were saying, "No, you must not make fun of this subject. This is too serious and too deadly." But you know, my own thoughts. Well, I I agree in one way, but I thought that was the whole point of what they were trying to do with the humour to point out just the ridiculous kind of i don't know philosophy that lay behind it yes, really. yes. how absurd think, it is really. i think it yeah. actually it didn't make light of it it's a bit like no. the death of stalin if you've seen mm. that no i kept meaning to oh that is brilliant watch that because okay. the same kind of thing it's like um it, it's 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 comedy it's taking a comic approach to so it's armando Iannucci, the guy who wrote the thing yes yeah and all of that. yeah it's taking a comic approach to the events after Stalin's death, and to the, the appalling mm. um, madness of this dictatorship. Um, mm. And I think both films, actually, they don't treat it lightly. This is a mistake I think people make about comedy, and I have it all the time, mm. all mm. the time. It really bugs me. Is that If you do something with jokes in it, people think, oh, you're not taking it seriously. Yeah, sure. And it's just nonsense. Absolute no. nonsense. It's, it's in many ways sometimes the only thing you can really do to keep your s sanity about certain things is is to find comedy in there. And and it's yeah. amazing how humans always do this. We always yeah, find exactly. it. we always end up laughing about things that are very dark. Anyway, I love Jojo Rabbit. Mm. And yeah. other than that, I've just been sitting around. I did a talk which I might pick up on at some point. I did a talk about waiting. And the idea of waiting as holy ground. So I might, I might mm. sort of, we might maybe touch on that at some point when yeah. I've got a bit more energy. But that's all I'm doing at the moment, which is waiting, really. Yeah. Just ha hanging around. Well, listen, I don't want to drain you anymore, but can we crack on with the show then? Uh, by all means, yes. Let's okay. let's do that well, thing. Let's do this because we've had some lovely things. Uh, thank you, Matthew, for writing in a uh, really nice email, sharing his journey actually. And uh, he, he said he just finished listening to all 143 episodes, presumably 144 now. 
So how, um, how do you email while you're obviously in a coma? <laughs> how can you do that? Ah, oh, it was good. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Matthew. Kay wrote in and said, just a thought that amused me. Listening to the podcast this morning, the song There's a Place for Us from West Side Story began running through my head. Whilst I really hope no one's mid-faith crisis has ended like this, I hope there are parallels. We come from one camp and are sometimes trying to stay there undercover whilst feeling we may belong somewhere else. It can be painful and traumatic, but also filled with passion, excitement and love. We're often looking for peace and quiet and open air and find solace there, but we don't really want to go alone. I do believe we can find a new way of forgiving and there is a place for us one day, a place for us. I'm just not entirely sure where it is yet. <laughs> she said, you gave us a really helpful checklist of where we might be now. Found it encouraging and certainly still see it as a journey, maybe without an actual destination, but hopefully a useful and fulfilling place for us now and one day. Thank you for that, Kay. Oh, yeah. nice. Great. And, and, and maybe we can have gang warfare as well, though. As part <laughs> it's, of the midfaith crisis. If we're going to go full... It's already started. <laughs> we're going to go full West Side Story. <laughs> OK. So, uh, and on to uh, an email from a chap called Steve, who I don't know, but you do, because he was on your Renovare uh, trip. Oh, you would have met him. Oh, yes, well, you, indeed. You yes. lectured us at length. Well, stop it. Anyway, says, Dear Nick and Joe, I've been <laughs> systematically working my way through your midfaith crisis back... Back catalogue, easy for me to say. Uh, and now after 75 episodes, I'm sitting down to finally write the message I've intended to write for a while. And you're going to like this. He says, during one of my international missions, I was in Netherlands sitting in the office of a parliamentarian. Suddenly, out of the awkward silence, I heard the opening guitar piece of your show. It was the ringtone on the office assistant's mobile phone. <laughs> Already good, right? Uh, after she answered the call, I asked where she got the ringtone from and why she chose it. She went on to explain in her Dutch accent that it came from her favourite podcast, The Mid-Faith Crisis. Oh. I made a friend immediately. And he says, until recently, I was living in Thailand and would customarily listen to your podcast while jogging. I'm sure the locals found it oddly amusing when I'd randomly break out in a wild grin or belch a deep moan as if I'd eaten excessive red curry the night before and was making a mad dash for the nearest outhouse. I now find myself in Ecuador, serving as the headmaster of an international school in the Andes Mountains. I continue to listen to your podcast while running, but the laughing and moaning are more short-lived here at almost 3,000 metres elevation. The mm. lack of oxygen make the locals think that I'm choking on an empanada and are kind enough to offer me a Heimlich manoeuvre on occasions. <laughs> The bodily effects of your show aside, I was finally compelled to write you a message after listening to episode 75 about Nick, Nick's pilgrimage to Canterbury. Remember oh, that? That was a long days. time ago. Yeah, he happy says, days. Yeah, I'd previously heard your shows about the Camino in Spain and thin places where Joe hears from birds, but this one finally pushed <laughs> me over the edge. You see, I'm also a fan of pilgrimages. I walked the Camino Primitivo in Spain two years ago and found it to be one of the most profound spiritual activities of my life. Can't really describe it. It's beyond words, although Nick does an adequate job of it on the show. After my experience, I found a walking retreat ministry called The Pilgrim's Way. And he's put the uh, the uh, website address here. Maybe we could put it in the show notes. Yeah, sure. And he says, while certainly a nod to the route in England, it's really about helping people discover new ways of encountering God while walking any historic pilgrimage trail. I'm convinced that the spiritual practice of pilgrimage is a gift from God that even Jesus modelled for us, e.g. walking to Jerusalem. I'd like to help others discover the richness of it. And then he goes on to ask if we'd consider leading a retreat. Well, 
Uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> he says, thank you again for the show. It's been a constant companion and food for my soul. I only have one request. Please stop producing so many episodes. At the rate I'm going, I'll never catch up to today's date. In my world of Nick and Joe, Brexit is still going on. Then maybe again, it is still in yours as well. Regards, Steve. Mm. Well, well, we did, we did our best to stop last week, Steve. How nice to hear from you, Steve. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Of course, I remember Steve very, very well from the uh, Renovare yeah. course. He yeah. was he was into walking then. He'd disappear. You'd be off yeah. sort of doing a walking tour with London with him and turn around and there he wasn't. He'd have gone. He'd just... <laughs> yeah. It's a bit so, so terrific. Yeah, we'll put a link link to that. Um, sounds good. Ways in. Yeah. yeah, great. OK, so <clears throat> we've had a few emails in regarding the end of the mid-faith crisis. And how do you know it's the end? And what does the end look like? Blah, 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 mm. blah. Mm. And so we'll, we'll, we'll do two on that. That's okay. Mm. Uh, so Martin says, hey, Joe, I think it's important to move beyond the mid-faith crisis, if only to move beyond the place of crisis. Taking the dictionary definition of crisis as being a time of intense, intense difficulty or danger, then I can't remain in crisis and remain healthy. As I've pondered this very topic over the past few months, I've concluded that I'm now in a place of, place of post-faith. I say that having spent the last 20 years struggling with church and traditional Christian belief and concluding that I don't need to do that anymore. There is much I don't understand about my spiritual journey and I certainly have no idea where it's headed and probably even less idea what I actually believe. And that is OK. I'm in a place now where I'm not interested in having a debate about belief. I have absolutely no interest in someone telling me whether they disagree with what I believe. I'd much rather hear what that person actually thinks and believes than get a critique of the flaws they find in mine. Amen. I'm comfortable with the uncertainty of my unbelief and happy to occupy a place of doubt and contradiction. I feel no urge to solve problems either in me or in others and I'm happy to sit, wait and learn, knowing that solutions, for want of a better word, will arrive at the appropriate time. Uh, so that's from Martin. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, has anyone ever post-faith? Um, well, I... I do you know all these words? I, I mean, I think I like what he's getting at here. They're certainly about moving out of crisis to a place of peace. Mm. I mean, interestingly, okay. in McLaren's new book, he calls the last stage harmony, which is having gone through this awful time of perplexity, falling, 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 mm. um, you know, questioning, wondering if there's going to be anything left of time you've deconstructed. He, he says what emerges through that descent, he goes, is this this sense of harmony and i feel That's like martin's starting to he had a lovely phrase in his book he said that you know about the early stages he said uh, we spend so much time so much energy invested in building a faith portfolio and now <laughs> and now its value plummets towards nothing we find ourselves in a free fall from doubt into deeper doubt into doubt that feels utterly bottomless and so mm. I th I love that idea of a sort of you build this faith portfolio, but then suddenly you watch all the value of it drop. Yes, yes. But there's something there at the end of it. And I think what Martin's trying to articulate that he is that he's starting to see, oh, no, the thing yeah. that caused me such pain and anxiety and gnashing of teeth is 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 shifting, is shifting. And I'm seeing a new picture. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting, that phrase, because to me, yeah. it doesn't sound like. I mean, who am I to say? But to me, it yeah. doesn't sound like Martin like you're post faith. It sounds no. like you're post wanting to argue about faith. Yes, indeed. Yeah, which is a different kind of yes, of course. You know, yeah. I think I think the act of sort of when you talk about 
the act of saying, well, I don't need to solve these problems. Oh, I'm happy to sit yeah. down and learn. That is an act of faith, isn't it? I yeah, mean, that absolutely. sounds to me like you've, as, yeah. as the great saint, George mm. Michael said. Yeah. You, you've got to have faith. <laughs> he did. <laughs> you've got to have faith, a faith, a faith. <laughs> he did say that. Thank anyway, you. really interesting. Thank you for getting in touch. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for reminding us of St. George of Wham. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, just one more, and and this is from Steve, and he says, "Hi, Joe and Nick. I hope you're both well." <laughs> wow, there's a mm. statement of faith. Yeah. I don't like to go on about it, but seriously <laughs> ill would not be overplaying it. <laughs> he says, "Really enjoyed last week's discussion regarding the end of the mid faith crisis and the tentative conclusion that maybe what we do is move to a position of resting in doubt and uncertainty once the anger of the crisis has passed." And we can find a way of recognising and worshipping the divine without the past baggage we used to carry. And we can find new hope in trying to follow Jesus through the pitfalls and challenges that we face. All good and I think really helpful and possibly where I was heading in my journey. So thanks for that. Until I discovered something this week that didn't quite turn it upside down, but certainly made me stop and think. Like many of us, I guess I've become increasingly anxious at this second lockdown and as it's worn on, and I found myself worrying more, having bouts of self-doubt, shame even, wanting to hide away, not talk it through with anyone, least of all God. I then stumbled on YouTube upon a couple of Hillsong videos, notably the live version of So Will I. This is the song that caused controversy amongst conservative evangelicals, as it includes the phrase, a hundred billion, billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. I don't know much about Hillsong, but having read up about them, let's just say that it's not my thing. Too big, blingy, evangelical, socially conservative, etc. But I found the lyrics and tune of this one song really helpful, despite the multi-million dollar backdrop. Their expression of creation is very inclusive, and the invitation to be a part of divine creativity is all-embracing. I was then invited by a Facebook friend to join a prayer warrior group to pray for healing for a young girl in a coma. I thought long and hard before clicking yes, as I didn't want to say yes to something I wasn't prepared to commit to. So before I knew it, my mid-faith journey, jogging along nicely through doubt and uncertainty, had been hijacked by firstly the emptiness of anxiety, followed by an invitation to rest back into a former mainstream of mega-worship and healing prayer. <laughs> I'm sure this is a temporary stage, a bit like going on holiday, and I look forward to the return of my old self in a week or two. But I wondered if others have also experienced this form of reverse backsliding. And if so, how long <laughs> it lasted or indeed whether they ever returned to the mid-faith crisis. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? I love reverse backsliding. <laughs> reverse brilliant. backsliding. <laughs> yes, yeah, becoming more orthodox. I, I, I suppose my initial response yeah. is I, I'm not really sure what the problem is. No. You know, what's... I would. There's nothing wrong, is there, with enjoying a Hillsong song? No. And and certainly not with praying for healing. And I mean, I so I suppose, you know, like all these things, you know, you might be surprised at, at, at where it's come from. But I mean, that's the nature of partly of art. So, I mean, for example, all art comes from, well, not all art, but a lot of art is made by people whose views you don't necessarily like. Yes. Yes. I mean, anyone in history will have had a very different views about certain things than we have, you know, yeah. really. Um, I like Wagner, for example. But, yeah. but Wagner has very, very dodgy um, yeah. views on a whole range of subjects, and, and notably, yeah. you know, anti-Semitism and, yeah. and lust for power and all. 
kind of stuff. But I don't think that invalidates the that's art, re really. really interesting point. And Luther was pretty, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. anti-Semite. And he was very, in fact, you might say. But he, he had a few good things to say as well. Well, everybody has good... I yes, mean, I'm not, exactly. for heaven's sake, it makes it sound like we're likening Hillsong to sort of proto-Nazis. <laughs> yeah. proto no, no, no I, I'm not. not doing that. God bless you. All I'm saying, I don't. Th I would. I wouldn't want it to be said that of this universe that we're saying, oh, well, you can never again enjoy a worship song. No, exactly. Or, or that, I never again pray for healing. I don't think that's the case at all, really. I suppose what Steve is sort of maybe he's worrying that he's going mm. back to what he was before and he doesn't want to go back to yeah. what he was before. What do you think? I don't. I no, don't really... well, I no, I don't think he. I mean, I I think this is in some ways the glorious second naivety right this yeah. is this is coming back to things afresh and new and appreciating them again reappreciating them so i i think that's in a way steve that's a very healthy thing mm. that's a sign that can be a sign of real growth and maturity in spirit so yeah i mean i've got my own playlist of songs worship songs that actually i just enjoy if I stop and think about the lyrics, I mean, they're awful. <laughs> I, they're really shocking. But but I won't not listen to them because I, there was a point, and this is it, isn't it? There's a point in the journey where I was angry and I was cross. This is absolute rubbish. This is ridiculous. God is not like that. How could mm. God be like that? How could it, now I'm Now I'm back at appreciating them. And I, I think this goes beyond worship songs. I think this this extends to prayer. And how we might address God in prayer. You know, so, I, you know, you'll often hear me talk about the divine and the divine feminine. I think it's OK to refer to God as mother. I don't think it really matters if that's helpful for you, because the divine is beyond all descriptions. But now I'm quite happy to go back to the metaphors I used to. I'm very happy to say father because I've spent some time in that apophatic mm. tradition i know god isn't really a father but all we've got is language and words so instead of being angry that god isn't a father and why would i use such a silly way to describe the now it's like i know this the tradition passed this on because there's some value in this this is a good thing this is a good thing i can do that i mm. still find myself just despite my preferred method of prayer being silence and connection and stillness you know, when I'm in when when I'm in help or when someone tells me they're really ill, I'm right back. I'm right back at father. Yeah, yeah. Please help this yeah, person. Yeah. You know, like a loving parent with their children. Please, you know, do your bit. Send what you can to heal them and make them whole. So and I, it's not. I think the interesting thing there is it's not. It's not that you. You know, you could turn around. Somebody might turn around and go, "Aha! You see, Joe, you were wrong." With yes, all this. Indeed, you never yeah. really you never really sort of went yes. down the divine oh look at me i'm a seagull route that you claim to have gone down when when push comes to shove you're right back in there and i don't think that's true you know i don't you yeah, know it's not it's not about being a right or wrong anyway no that's the, that's the thing it's not about yeah. oh suddenly i realized i've been i've been wrong no. all this time it's about that you're just in a different place. Really. Exactly. And what they would see as hypocrisy, I would embrace as paradox. You know, yes, it's, and, and I can see how they would call me a hypocrite. And, and in all honesty now, go ahead. You know, that's, and I think that's back to Martin's email. Go ahead, call me a hypocrite. You know, I'm not going to get steamed up. I can genuinely see how you would see, think that I'm a hypocrite. In fact, when I was there, 
I would have thought I was a hypocrite. But now I've moved through this, I can embrace the paradox of of God, of mystery, of holding intentions, seemingly opposite views and ways of thinking mm. about the divine. And it's all it's all OK. So, so spiritually, you can do exactly the same things mm. that you were doing before but from a different perspective. Now, I was thinking about yeah. this the other day because I actually yeah. came across some of my old diaries and oh, right. journals. And there's one journal from 1986 okay, where I was having the same questions about faith, actually, that I have today <laughs> in many respects. It's just that I think I was treating them and dealing with them in a totally different way. You know, mm. I was just sort of shutting them down or saying, got to get yeah. over this, got to, you know, because... And, and when I think yeah. of us, you know, we, I know, I found stuff that, about us doing stand-up years ago, you know. Yeah. And um, we were mocking the words of worship songs in 1992, for heaven's we sake, in shows that we were doing. We certainly were. <laughs> but I don't think we were doing them in the same, no. from the same position that we're doing now, you know. that's no. a, It's a very different attitude. So you can, it, I, it's not, yeah. I think, that you end up doing different practices necessarily. It's just that you end up doing them in a totally from a, yeah. from a different space. From There's a, different a totally place. different energy behind them. I yeah. mean, that's the word I'd use. I think um, some people might be uncomfortable with that, but for me, I know there's a different energy to my questioning or or even my critique of things now. So you see, I think this is quite hopeful, really, and quite nice because it means mm. that you don't actually have to disengage with people who are different um, position. You don't have no. to kind of say I can't possibly stand and say these words or sing these words alongside you because I am I am, no. I am enlightened now, no. and and you're not. Yeah. You, you know, like I think you said in the, the really helpful um, mm. sort of ideas about how we know when we're we're not through it but we're in a different place. You know, uh, you can engage but from a totally different attitude. Yeah, but I you can so. still stand alongside people who are who absolutely. Are doing that. Yes, I think so. And, you know, I, I do think, you know, hopefully in the journey, if we are becoming more Christ-like and, you know, if we're coming closer to divine, ought we not to be becoming a bit more humble about ourselves and our own views and certainly more aware of everything we don't know? And um, and you would hope loving better. I mean, mm. I, you know, I, I it's funny how in different seasons different verses of the bible really stand out at you and all these verses about love being what it's all about ultimately particularly in paul's writings as well you know you just start to go how did i not see that all along mm. um mm. yeah yeah and i think as you as you go on you know as you become hopefully a bit more loving a bit more humble all of those things i th i think there's you know, you relate to the prodigal story in a different way. It feels like a coming home, doesn't it? Like, you know, you were in that far off country, country with despair and questioning mm. and doubt. And it was just, it just seemed, oh, you'd hit absolute rock bottom. Only to discover, to come to your senses, as it were, and to, to see this loving, loving image of God that, lies beyond it and actually to discover perhaps and hopefully you know the loving arms of the divine embracing you so i i do feel that it feels like a coming home mm. the other side i think that's very helpful i i mean that story itself is 
Mm. It's powerful. I think I think it that's that's really helpful because it, it, it you've you've come home essentially what you're suggesting you come home to the same place. Mm. It's the same place that he left from. Yeah. But not the same relationship at all. No. You can't there's no, no. hint in the story that they go go well let's just forget it ever happened. Shall yeah. we and just <laughs> just move on. Yeah. In fact the very opposite. He's you know the father says no no he's he's all I have is yours mm. to the elder son. I the, the things happened. We're not going to yeah. change that. Yeah. Um and I think that's about exile. There's a lot about exile in 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 the Bible. Yes, it's one of the major well, things which we don't sort of yeah, hear sure. about enough. And and the point about exile is you always got to return at some yeah. stage. But you yeah. never return the same person and you never return to quite the same place, I don't think. Otherwise the exile is wasted. Yes. So I guess uh, yeah, I think it's really rich because you you'll be in the same place as these other people, but you're not in the same place. You know, you're the no. same location, same physical and, location, but you're not they, in the same sort of spiritual yeah. place as them. No, and they may be the same, but you have changed. Yes. Yeah. And yet, yeah. somehow, I think we've got to find a way to keep together and keep, yes. uh, you know, community in in that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Great. Well, I mean, do tell us if you've if you've rediscovered practices yes. that you thought you'd got rid of. If you have reverse backslided. If anybody who's <laughs> reverse backslidden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, if you found new, yeah. uh, it's a fresh new approach in things that you thought maybe you you yeah. jettisoned. I'd be really interested to hear about that. Yes, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a very rich um, theme. Um, yeah. If you've got more thoughts on the mid faith crisis and when you're when it ends or when it doesn't end or whatever, that that would be great to hear from you. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, anything, anything, and indeed anything else you wanna you wanna <laughs> share with us because heaven knows the show always needs content. Exactly. <laughs> but it's lovely to be back with you all. Thank you for your forbearance with us last week. We will, yes. God willing, be here next same time next week. Yes, indeed. I'm going for a lie down now. Okay, you do that. Yeah, thank you. 